0: So it's really good to see you again. Uh can you describe to me again what we were talking about before we turned the video recorder?
1: Yes. So in our last talk, um I had a hard time being okay with uh, being dissatisfied. So sometime I was uh, trying to get out of it and being frustrated and um so you told me that uh, there is uh, this uh, cycle of dependent origination when you when you don't like you know a sensation and so you get a bad feeling and i was doing a second cycle of that uh you know above the the first cycle so i get a bad feeling i get a feeling <laughs> i think it's bad i don't like it and then uh, i don't like that i don't like it so now okay. what i need to do is uh you know, flip it around and when i see the first not liking uh i try to like uh, this uh this not liking and realize that uh, it's not uh the true nature of the the sensation it's just that me that uh, it's just it's not bad it's just i don't like it so right. that helped me a lot um, and a lot more okay when when i'm not feeling uh, satisfied because i know that uh I can always like the not liking so mm. there's a lot this fear you know well congratulations that's
0: kind of a breakthrough a lot of people beat their head against that wall for a long time oh i'm supposed to be satisfied and i'm not satisfied so i'm not satisfied with not being satisfied
1: yeah <laughs> yeah right right
0: um we can see that in many cases and in many ways uh one of them is that uh when we let us say we have a rule that we put inside of our head and then when we call out the rule and we don't match up to the rule then we punish ourselves and then we have another rule oh you shouldn't be punishing yourself And so we punish ourselves for punishing ourselves. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's a cycle that we get in. This is the cycle of samsara. And that every student has this when they begin practice. That in fact, um, uh, Goenka has a phrase that he says quite often. When the mind wanders away from the breath, never mind, start again. Mm -hmm. And the students rarely understand that never mind part. So Mm -hmm. when the mind wanders away and we catch it wandering away, oh, my God, oh, great big things. Oh, that's so terrible. Oh, I've got a monkey mind. And then they become really dissatisfied because they're not, um, let us say, following the rule. And they think that the following the rule has to be that they're following the breath. So where the real intention of the teaching is that never mind part. You just never mind about it. Um, then in fact, quite recently, I have stumbled across the the way of using a word that I haven't used before. Uh, in the sense of the teacher Samupata. And that is, you know, Vedana, the feelings, give Tanha, the wanting, which then gives the, uh, the grasping and clinging that we talk about. And those words are not used much in the English language, um, yep. especially the idea of craving. So what I'm using now is the word caring, mm-hmm. because caring is clinging. Okay, and that uh, in our society we've been taught you're supposed to care you're supposed to care about our country you're supposed to care about politics you're supposed to care about your job etc., cetera like that and so clinging is taught as part of the society and we don't even know it because we use the word caring and so if we can start using that same word Within the understanding of Teacher Pich- Samapada, it's the caring that causes the problem. So, if you're practicing satisfaction but you're experiencing dissatisfaction and you care because you're supposed to be satisfied, then that's when we are uh, caring about <laughs> being satisfied rather than. Not caring about anything and if you're not caring about anything, then you become satisfied because you don't care. Mm -hmm. Just stop caring about stuff and just be satisfied with the way things are. Yeah, this politician said that and this politician said this. So what? I don't care uh and then the people will say well what about the situation we're about to lose our democracy all those other people are really bad over there well guess what that mentality has been driving politics all of the life of whatever country that has politics that's the whole point of it is that they want you to care but they want you to care for what they care for You're not supposed to care for what the other people care for, Mm -hmm. okay. And so it all matters as as the point of it is, is that, uh, we wind up caring too much rather than caring for things in just the right amount. There's also different definitions of how the word care is used. Um, one way would be to care for someone. All right, that you're nursing them back to health, or that you have best wishes for them, um, and that uh, we can see that uh, with with nursing or do, uh, with doctors that they care about the patient in the sense of meta. They want, they have compassion. They're trying to help the person, but um, often, and this happened a lot with COVID that their compassion was is that the nurses and the doctors get sick with the same disease that the patients have this is what is normally referred to as compassion in the west is if you really want to walk a mile in my shoes if you really want to understand how bad i feel you got to catch the same illness that i've got (laughs) and so uh moving along with that though, if the doctors are capable of not catching the illness so that they can continue to doctor, then uh they give proper care or are uh, and so that in the poly would be the mudita of the sympathetic joy of giving the good health that the doctor enjoys to the client. Mm-hmm. But then The next step is, is that most of the patients, in fact, all of the patients, every doctor has only patients that will die. They all die. We all die. And if the doctor has the caring for the patient, then when the patient dies, the doctor feels bad. Okay. And if he loses a lot of patients, then they will call that, they've got a term for it, burnout. And look at the number of professions. I think that we've talked about this burnout sometime before. In the sense uh, of doctors get burned out because they lose their clients, teachers get burned out because the students talk back to them, Um, social workers get burned out. Because the people that are in poverty don't get don't come out of poverty because they don't follow the advice of the social workers, and so the per- social workers get frustrated. Why? Because they care.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the balance has to do, like within your profession, is, is that you have to care for the people and give them the um, the let us say the. Uh, the curative, the medicine that they need, psychological or exercise or whatever like that, but that you're actually going to lose most of your clients. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the benefit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I question, accept that.
0: yeah. <laughs> and and the question is, can you accept that? Can you accept the fact that you don't get your way when you're trying to help somebody and they're not going to get helped, not this time. Yeah. Uh, And so in order to prevent yourself, your own kind of burnout, then that means that we have to stop caring that way for people, that Mm -hmm. we can care for them in the sense of giving them the nourishment that we can't do, but we don't care about them. Okay, we can care for them, but we don't care about them.
1: So you mean, for example, in the, in the practice that would be, uh, uh caring about, uh, you know, having the, the right awesome thoughts and, uh, doing the practice at the right time, for example, keeping it up, but not caring if uh, this time I feel, uh, I feel bad or this time I feel great. It's like not caring about the result, but the actions you take, right? For the right,
0: result. right exactly. And also. If you're feeling bad, if you care about feeling bad, then you want to not feel bad and you do feel bad. So you're not getting what you want a second time. And so we become dissatisfied yes. again, right? And yes. somehow or another, we've got to break that cycle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It is okay that I don't like something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah
0: that I don't have to be satisfied with it. I can be satisfied with not being satisfied with something.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Because um, uh, an example of that would be, um, oh, comments on YouTube, uh, on political situations or Reddit or whatever like that, and people will read something and they don't like it. Mm -hmm. They're dissatisfied with it. But instead of being satisfied with the fact that they think that this guy's an idiot, we have to put it out. We have to tell him that he's an idiot. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and because of that secondary kind of dissatisfaction that we don't like what the guy said. And to now we don't like him getting away with what he said or we don't like that. We don't like it and so we have to go do something about it so it's almost yeah. always that secondary thing it's the uh, the caring about the caring about that winds up us in big trouble
1: yes the, the first one is very subtle it's, it's yeah it's just a slight discomfort
0: yeah a slight discomfort right but when we don't like that slight discomfort now we make it really uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> right
0: and and so When we do get that slight discomfort, the way of doing is to wake up to that. Just wake up to it. Because if we don't wake up to it properly, then the cycle is going to spin again and Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. And we become more and more and more dissatisfied because of the last dissatisfaction. Now I've got a new dissatisfaction. And now this new dissatisfaction creates or um, is influencing the next moment of dissatisfaction so someplace Mm -hmm. in there we need to break the cycle
1: yeah right
0: and and so you're beginning to see that cycling in there and you can say wait a minute yeah so what if i don't like that reddit comment or yeah so what if i don't like this client or yeah so what that's the that's in fact a possibly a good way of looking at it is so what Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm dissatisfied. So what?
1: (laughs) Sometimes I try to go in, like, like, uh, I support my dissatisfaction. Like, right. Uh, Like, it's good that I don't like it. (laughs) 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 Right,
0: right. Then in fact, in our society, we're taught that we're supposed to be dissatisfied with stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, that the students are supposed to be dissatisfied when, with the score of whatever sports team they're at when that score is lower than the other people's score,
1: mm-hmm.
0: instead of being satisfied. I mean, there's times when, in fact, that both the runner and the second runner, the runner-up, both uh, break the world's record. But the second runner-up can't tolerate the fact, even though he's just won a world's record, it didn't last. With, in fact, it didn't last at all because his record came in after the, the first record. But so, so you're the second best in the world is still not good enough. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the whole thing, is instead of giving credit where it's due, we have to get the score the way we want it before we're satisfied with it. And so when we recognize that we're not going to get our way, we're not ever going to get our way. The world doesn't work in the situation of giving you your way, though there are many occasions where people think that it should. I think that's a habit that gets started when we're little kids. That, oh, mommy's supposed to do it for me. Oh, the dog, the the puppy has pooped on the floor. I got to call mommy to come clean up that floor. So I don't have to, right? That's happening right here in the house, by the way. Is <laughs> um, to try to get someone else to clean up our mess.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because in, in early childhood, we're not capable of cleaning up our own mess. We don't even understand the concept of mess. Mm-hmm. But as we grow up, we begin to recognize, oh well mom's been taking care of this mess all along. Let's see if we can get her to do it. And one of the ways that we can uh in fact uh get her to do our job for us is by proving to mom how dissatisfactory the situation is. And so in fact, a lot of our own personal dissatisfaction is trying to prove to a big mommy in the sky or to some God or reality or whatever like that, that I'm a victim here. And I have to prove to you how much of a victim I am so that I can get mercy
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: get mommy to clean up the poop. Yes, yes. Yeah, so that's that's a mentality that we all start with when we're children. And then many religions actually support it yeah they support you being dependent upon the church they support you governments support you being dependent upon the governments
1: yeah yeah they use this uh, instinct right to mm-hmm.
0: it's it's that in that that we have these instincts of feelings likings and not likings and those feelings of uh, the instincts then are molded and modeled in our childhood in certain directions. (laughs) That in fact, many times people will be asked, why do you vote Republican when you know that the person that you're voting for is a criminal? Why do you vote Republican when you know that the guy that you're voting for is two-faced? He's against abortion and he's paying for his own abortions. Okay, things (laughs) like that. And the answer is always the same way in the sense of, Oh, will I vote Republican because I've always voted Republican. My family voted Republican. And here the Dama dude comes by and says, see what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's it <laughs> that we, we, be, we pick up habits in our childhood, even though now our new habit or our old habit, we can see doesn't fit the situation. but we'll do it anyway that it's time to change with wisdom we can wake up and we can see it but we don't wake up enough sati actually there's a weak form of sati and that weak form of sati is to wake up and see what's going on and then not do anything about it yeah And then strong, Sati, would be to uh, wake up, see what needs to be fixed, and then take the right effort, Mm -hmm. which may be very little effort at all, to change our attitude, to change our viewpoint, or in some cases, even change our vote. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because what we thought we were voting for was only something that we picked up in childhood, and things have changed. We need to keep track of those changes. So politics is just one example. We can see that in many cases, that in fact, uh, when people get a new job, they're often very pleased and satisfied. Whew. Wow, now I've got a job. But that feeling of relief and relaxation on getting a new job, guess what? It doesn't last very long at all.
1: Right.
0: But in fact, it eventually winds up in, oh, no, I've got to go do that again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and so uh, they have begun to change their attitude but they don't even recognize that but yes. want, the, the job that someone hates they took that job but if they took that job with the same attitude that they've got now they wouldn't take the job mm-hmm. they took the job because we wanted it we, we got it, we're glad to have it and so we start off uh kind of on an upscale but then um the realities of, of things sit in we see things and then we don't do anything about it until we get into a state of disgust dissatisfaction
1: yeah it's like uh, you have to uh, uh to manage your uh, good feelings about it right to to keep them up and uh, and see when you you start to have a uh negative thoughts, so you can uh, throw, throw them away and keep uh, some mm-hmm. positive um, uh, view toward your job or, or something like this.
0: Right. So in that regard of looking at that part of the samuppada of the feelings, the wanting and then the caring or the wanting and then the clinging. We can back that up. But we can't jump back. We can't jump from the uh, the dukkha all the way back into the original perception. That's way too much for the human mind. They don't have the skills, they don't have the speed, etc. But we can catch it someplace. No. And in fact, average, ordinary people do catch it. The example would be a domestic argument or an argument in the bar someone in that argument eventually wakes up to see this is not going anyplace and so the the father will storm out of the house or um, um <clears throat> the friends of the drunk in the bar will separate them get them away from each other like that and so something has to wake up if if there is no waking up in an argument there's always going to be a corpse as a result
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah
0: right Just- First violence and then um, uh, heavy-duty violence. But we wake up sometimes before the violence, or we wake up sometimes in the violence. Or uh, in some cases, while we're burying the body, that's when we wake up, oh, I should not have done this. This is so much work burying this body. (laughs) All right, so... Uh, the question then is where can we then start picking things up before they go too far? And that's where this issue of caring too much can come in. That, yeah, I don't like it. That's great enough. We can't change that we don't like it, but what we can do is to not punish ourselves for not liking it.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: We can, We can accept that I just don't like it. And that if I can accept that, that means that I can become satisfied with it. And if I can be satisfied with it just the way that it is, knowing the way that I, the way that I feel, now I can back up another step in the sense of, okay, i I was clinging, I was um, caring too much. And now I can stop and become satisfied with all of the clinging and caring that I was doing. The next step would be that, yeah, I want it, but I'm not going to get what I want all the time, Mm -hmm. that I want way too much. So if I can just want, knowing I'm not going to get it, then that's the next step in Paticca Samupata that I can come down to now that, yeah, I want it, but that's okay. It's okay that I don't get it. Mm -hmm. And in fact, when we're ignorant, when we want something and we don't get it, that's when we really start to care about getting it. Yes. And so if we can just be satisfied with, I don't get what I want. Mm -hmm. And so then the next step is, is that we we recognize that, oh, I want it because Mm -hmm. I like it. Maybe I don't even want it. I just like it. And that's a really good place to point. Uh, to start to then, in fact, um, there's a story about Sumedho and
1: Achan
0: um, uh, 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 cha, where Sumedho says, "Yeah, I like it, but I don't want it. So I can be satisfied with just liking it without having to want it. And then, in fact, the things that we like are often instinctual. Can you imagine what human beings would be like if all men thought that all women were ugly because they didn't have the same body parts that men had? Where would our species go? No, (laughs) we are attracted to the opposite. It's part of our nature. It's part of our instincts. Mm -hmm. But the ignorance comes in is when I see something that I like and now I want it. And now I really care to get it. Right, But if we can leave it in the sense of, oh, wow, she's quite beautiful, but I don't want her.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's the next step.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's the next step, is recognizing that we like things, and we're not going to get them. That allows us, in fact, to begin to like a lot of stuff. Because if we're caught in the old sequence of, if I like it, I've got to want it. I mean, look how many men, like Herschel Walker is an example, of look how many women he's gone through, look how many uh, uh, people that he's hurt, how many children he's had, simply because he couldn't just like the beauty of the women. He wanted every girl that he saw. Mm-hmm. Every girl he saw, I want her, I want her, I've got to have her. I'm, I care about her. And, and so um, over time, he's created an enormous problem for himself. Got mm-hmm. kids he's not taken care of, and they're uh, basically yeah. coming out and ruining his political career because he cared too much for how beautiful women can be. And guess what? Women work really hard to be as beautiful as possible
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: because of their caring too. Mm-hmm. Okay. That in fact, if people stop caring so much a whole number of industries would just fall apart
1: yeah, yeah my fashion
0: industry the Walt, uh gucci would fall apart uh all of the big expensive automobiles would fall apart and we'd all be very comfortable and happy with just merely transportation
1: mm-hmm.
0: rather yeah. than transportation in a fancy big car so that's the whole thing is is that we like it because it's beautiful and then we want it and then we want it because we got to have it. We start to really care about it. And yeah. So congratulations. for beginning to understand that this when we do something, and we don't like it, then we don't like that we don't like it. <laughs> Instead of being okay with I like it or I don't like it. Yeah, those are just feelings.
1: I will try to to look uh, to to look uh, closely to. To the difference between I like it and I want it because usually they happen really fast. So they're almost like merged together. And They now- are
0: almost like merged together. So we have uh, discernment looking closely and you can see that you like it, but you actually now are making a change. The change is, is that I like it, but I don't have to want it. The, the having to want it was instinctual and it was trained from childhood that if we like something we're supposed to want it
1: mm-hmm.
0: little children that happens in the grocery store a lot yeah. uh. <laughs> that if i if i see that box of uh, uh, cereal or i see that box of cookies or whatever like that and i want it now i've got to prove to my mom how badly i need it <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) And and some kids just cause a great big scene, a tantrum, they scream and whatnot like that. A wise mother, by the way, will hand the child the package of whatever the child wants in the grocery store and tell the child, you can't open the box, but you can have this box, you can hold it as long as we're in the grocery store. But when we check out, you got to put it down. But if you want it right now, you can have it right now. Most mothers are not smart enough to do that (laughs) and let the kid have what he wants, but he ultimately doesn't take it home. Mm -hmm. That gives us then that opportunity, you see, that liking it, the kid does in the grocery cart. Getting it in his hand is the wanting it. Going out of the grocery store by paying for it, that's when we really care about it.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, so in fact, you can see that those three things can be separated out if we have discernment. We can recognize that I see it, but I don't have to reach for it, Mm -hmm. and I don't have to hold it and clutch it, Mm -hmm. but I can just see that I like it or I don't like it and just leave it there. But uh, the story about giving the child the, uh, uh, the box of post-toasters or uh, Fruit Loops or whatever that he likes with the instruction that we're not going to take it home, but you can have it right now. That's actually the mother wise enough to recognize that she can break that part before the caring, before the clinging, just leave it at the wanting and stopping the child at that point of, of wanting.
1: Because the child, the child is going to say, okay, because he wants it, so he's going to agree to the terms That he's not going to cling to it later. So, yeah, that's <laughs> exactly, <pretty> smart. yeah, <laughs> that's very smart. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, a lot of psychologists would say that's just sneaky psychologists, but a Buddha would say, no, that's the <laughs> teacher That's exactly what's going on in the human mind. And we can use that to our advantage. So if the mom can use that to her advantage with the child, you and I could use that to our own advantage when we get caught in that, that clinging, that caring about something. Oh, I've got to tell that guy off. I can't just not like what he says. I've got to let him hold it. I got to put some four-letter words out there and read it. <laughs> Because that's that's the clinging part. Uh, And so how soon can we wake up? That's the question. And how strongly can we wake up so that we can put a stop to that cycle? And the place to do is to experiment with it is wherever we are, we go to the next step that's before that. So that if we, if we are already in misery, we can wake, we can recognize that, oh, I got myself into misery because I really, really cared about something. I really, really wanted it. And if I don't want it so much, maybe I don't have to spend so much time in my own personal hell. Right. Yeah. Right. That mm-hmm. I can recognize it is because I care about it. And so we can stop it there. Then the next one is the point that you're talking about is, is that, yeah, you don't like it, but it's okay that you don't like it. You don't have to really either go with I don't like it or try to fix the I don't like it. Because much of the liking and not liking is instinctual.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Okay, it's actually instinctual for a young man to look at a young woman and like her, and look at an old woman and not like her. That's just instinctual. It's built into our genes. It's happened for so many generations over and over again.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And so we can say, yeah, those things are instinctual. Let's leave that at the level of instinct without trying to say, oh, I've got to change my instinct. No, you don't have to do that. You could recognize that you like and you don't like things, and that's okay. You don't have to go anywhere with it. Mm-hmm. Just because I like her doesn't mean I want her. Right. And If I want her, that doesn't mean that I've got to go chase her down. Mm-hmm. And then later, we can go even further into it and recognize well. What is it about her that I actually like? In other words, what did I construct in my mind because the girl that I see is not the girl that I created yeah. in my own mind?
1: Of course. Yeah, we like we like the we like what we create with our own mind and not really the actual.
0: Right, exactly. We like what we think we know is a beautiful girl and when a girl comes by that meets our own preconceived criteria, then we like her. And when we recognize that I've created this (laughs) and that's how we then can say, oh, well, if I can create what I like and I don't like in my own mind, that means that I can, in fact, begin to control my feelings. Mm -hmm. I can do that because I have been controlling my feelings all along. I just did it ignorantly.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: Now we can do it with wisdom. We can begin to say, oh, yeah, I like her because she's got characteristics that I've already put into the liking bucket.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's I the can
0: change. I can change my mind about what it is that I like and I don't like. Mm-hmm. Right. But very few people are able to do that. That, in fact, a good example would be um, that some religious people and Christians and whatnot they already have a preconceived, built-up thing that they're not supposed to like gay people. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's learned behavior. I mean, when a tender infant is is born, the tender infant doesn't even know the difference between a straight and a gay. That that information is taught to him. Mm -hmm. And so uh, then the Christians have the idea, they know... That this whole thing is created in the mind, gay and not gay, and hating or not hating gays is created in the mind, and so it's actually possible for the for the Christians to build, let us call it therapy groups, that they call conversion therapy because they're trying to convert the gay back into the um, straight. Yeah. What they don't recognize is, is that gayness and straightness is very, very deeply buried and hating gays is not so deeply buried. That the Christians ought to go to the conversion <laughs> therapy themselves so mm-hmm. that they can convert themselves out of hating gays. Then they don't care about the gays anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the key. They don't care about the gays anymore. Mm-hmm because that's what's causing the trouble. You see, the gay doesn't have one way or the other. Uh, Many of them, in fact, feel very badly because they are gay, but that's only because the straights give them that guilt trip. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in our conversation here as an abstract, we can say that if the gay can be gay and be satisfied that he's gay, then that's the place for him to stay. As being satisfied with whatever he is, even though there are many, many people, perhaps even in his family, that tells him that's bad. But if he listens to them, then he's going to be both gay and dissatisfied with being gay. And now he's in hell.
1: Yeah, it's all about the liking and not liking.
0: (laughs) It's all about the liking and the not liking, and we don't recognize that we've got control over that.
1: Right, right.
0: And yep. so this is how we go through it. is first, we 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 work on the fact that we can be satisfied with being dissatisfied. Mm-hmm. And then we can be satisfied with not getting what we want. Then we can come and be satisfied with our feelings. Yeah, I like it, but I don't want it. Yeah, I don't like it, but I don't have to do anything about it at all. And Then we go even to the next step in and recognize, hey, I'm the one who is controlling the liking and not liking based upon all of the past and all of that kind of stuff. And so we can begin then to get really choosy and picky about what old information we're using to create this present moment. Mm-hmm. The old Sankaras.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah, this point is changing the Sankaras, right? So. Well, mean- it's
0: not necessarily changing. It's that every new moment we add on new sand cars. Right. Right. And so if we are currently piling on old bad sand cars on top of the old bad sand cars, then we've got a big pile of old bad sand cars. Right. But if we are wise, we're going to put some new healthy moments in that are going to now be on top of the pile of the past. <laughs> And if we keep doing that and doing that over and over again, now our pile of Sankara is about eight feet deep in happiness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we have to dig way down into it to find some unhappiness with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And so that's the way of looking at it also, is the more time you spend satisfied, recognizing that this, this moment's satisfaction is going to be in the top of the pile, Next time.
1: Yeah. It's the. And so
0: now we begin to say, oh, well, I can control my feelings completely. How do I do that? Is by doing something that gets a good feeling. And then that good feeling will be part of my uh, new past. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. going to help me give a new good feeling. And so I put that in the past. And now I've got another good feeling. So now I'm beginning to pile up good feelings mm-hmm. that I'm using as the sankara or the basis of, um, let us say, figuring out what it is. And there's another way of doing it, which is actually just to kind of, uh, it's the same thing, in in the sense that almost always we will take in new information and then process it, try to make sense out of it. Another way to do it is is to take in information knowing that you don't have full information just leave it lie and then you get some new information and now the information that you just got and the information that you have in in present we use that as a basis rather than old memories so we keep looking and we keep looking and we keep looking and begin to see reality as it is because we're getting new reality rather than taking the new realities and messing them with the old uh, information that we have. Okay, So keeping alert, staying awake, um, observing directly without trying to make sense out of anything. And so the analogy that I would use here is just enjoy the show.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Let us say that it's a murder mystery, okay? You don't have to figure out who done it. Yeah, right. <laughs> you could just enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. If you really want to know who done it, go to the last page of the book, or if you've got a video, go to the last five minutes and watch the end of the movie. And then you don't have to watch the full movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we're looking for an ending, we're looking for um, the event rather than becoming process oriented. Mm-hmm. looking for the results of the movie rather than just enjoying the show of the movie. Now we can take that whole idea of the movie into reality. We don't have to figure out reality. We can just enjoy the show. Things don't have to have a meaning, which means we don't have to care.
1: Right, right.
0: But if we're watching a movie, and in, in almost all American movies... They will very quickly set up who is the heroine and who is the villain. They do that with facial makeup, for instance. The villain will have a little dark beard or a little dark mustache, or he'll wear a black hat. Mm-hmm. In fact, that was uh, uh, the movie, uh, the Westerners, uh, western movies back in the 1950s got caught red-handed at that. And everybody knew that the actor who had a white hat on was going to be the hero, and the ones who were wearing a black hat, they were the ones who uh, uh, would hurt the uh, the hero and then get wiped out later. And so that's the theme of almost every movie. Yeah. Every movie has a villain and a hero. And if we take one side or the other, oh, I am the villain. Then every time the villain has trouble, I've got trouble.
1: Mm-hmm. Or right. Every time. Every time you, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So if we identify with a political party, when that political party loses an election, I feel bad. Okay, so this is another way that the Buddha talks about it is identification or let's not carry banners. Let's put down our banner. Let's put down what side we're on and not take sides anymore.
1: I'm sorry, I will have to go to work in uh, in a few minutes.
0: Well, I think that we've gotten quite a bit with this. I mean, this is really great uh, talking about Petitra samapada at this level and recognizing that we don't have to choose who is my my hero and who is my villain to let the movie producers do that by themselves. (laughs) And my job is just to enjoy the show.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, uh, I'll look into into it. I feel like we, we are always seeing the same stuff, but uh, every time uh, every time there is like a different angle or uh, maybe it's getting a more clear and uh, and uh, some parts that are mixed together uh, are getting separate and uh, and clear. So that's very, very nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm eager to to look into it and uh, experience it.
0: <laughs> well. Okay, then the last thing to say before we finish is, is that when you see that you don't like something, just enjoy the show. Recognize that you've got likings and not likings, and just enjoy the show. You don't have to say, oh, you're supposed to get it, or you're supposed to fix it, mm-hmm. or that you're supposed to care about it. No, you can just say, oh, I don't like it. That doesn't mean anything. hmm I, I like it or I don't like it, but I don't have to want it. I don't have to care about it.
1: Right, right.
0: And so start watching all the things that happen during your day that you wind up liking and not liking. You don't have to go to the next step.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i to cut it short.
0: <laughs> you've got a choice every time. If you wake up to recognize, you've got a choice.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right.
0: Excellent. We'll see you later.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.